Hey, this is 720 WGN. I think we're all aware the damage that social media does, not just to children, but to everyone. Everyone takes a hit if you're on social media for any extended amount of time. But the concern is, what kind of toll is it taking on your child's mental health? And when I say child, that could be a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old or anyone lies about their age when they jump on a social media platform. The U.S. Surgeon General has issued a major advisory on social media use and teens' mental health. So we've reached out to Mitchell Preenstein. He is a doctor and chief science officer of the American Psychological Association. And I think what the report was saying is, yeah, there are some good things, but the good things do not outweigh the bad things. Right, doctor? Yeah, we do see both positive effects and also harms, but really it goes beyond mental health. We're talking about the effects on kids' brain development. And of course, all the company wants is for you to spend more time on the platform, click on more links, and it's designed to keep you engaged, whatever that takes, without any thought as to what it might be doing. So, as a, as a chief science officer with the American Psychological Association, why don't you share with our audience what those brain changes are? What happens when a kid spends too much time on social media? Yeah, we're starting to see that the effects of um, ongoing use, especially at night, can really interfere with sleep. And that's actually changing the size of adolescent brains and also how well they work. Most people don't realize that when most people get phones in early adolescence, that's the most second most important time for brain development in our entire lives. And um, they really weren't developed to be in social interactions, <laughs> pressing a button 24-7. So what are your suggestions? You know, if you're a grandparent or a parent and you're listening and, you know, your 13 or 14-year-old is on social media all the time, and let's face it, most of our kids are, whether it's, you know, Snap Instagram, a Discord group, um, whatever it might be, what do you think is is good advice that you could share with us? Well, I mean, we need policymakers and tech companies to make changes and fast. But, you know, parents can play a role, too. Turn on all those screen controls. Make sure your kids are not getting more time than they should and that they're not seeing content than they should. Also, we need to teach our kids social media literacy and the APA at APA.org has a whole bunch of resources for parents to help with some conversation starters and help kids learn how to use these platforms safely. And and there is there is a movement to try and enforce some of the rules that are already on the books. Let's face it, the rule might be 13. That's the age that you can jump on Instagram or some of these social media platforms. But you're right. If kids have a phone in their hand, they're wise and they've got they're in front of a computer long before they have a phone in their hand. And it's there's just no way that they're, you know, that they can prove that they're not 18 when they say they're 18 and they're only 12. Absolutely. I mean, people talk about, you know, an age limit, but that's going to require a government issued ID. Not everyone in our country is able to get a government issued ID as easily as others. And do we really want social media companies to have a database of all the government IDs of all minors in our country? So we really got to think about ways that are much more complex than just an age limit here. And that's where parents, educators, policymakers, tech companies all have a role. And I get it that we all have a role, but you're kind of at a loss. I don't know if you have kids, doctor, but, 
You know, when I would take away the phone, they would find another way to use the TV to jump on social media. I've talked to parents who said, hey, I've got a smart fridge. They learned how to access the Internet on the fridge. You know, there seems to be no end to their creativity when they want to get online. And that's why we want to talk with kids. And, you know, if you talk with kids that are around 10, 11, 12 and say to them, do you, you know, why would incredibly smart people spend billions of dollars to make a platform just for you to have fun? What's the reason why they're likely doing this? And when they realize, lots of kids, that their their data are being used, their time is being used to make someone else money, they start recognizing that there might be some limits they need to impose themselves on how they use it, when they use it, and for what purpose. And kids do pretty well with that. Is that something we should be teaching in school at, at the kindergarten level? Absolutely. I think not just how to be on there safely, but also how to recognize mis- and disinformation, how to recognize fake profiles, how to stay away from cyber hate or respond to it and call it out appropriately. Um, this is the world kids live in now, and we need to be teaching them how to survive in this technological world. Yeah, that's that's a great point because their world is so much different than ours. Uh, what is the state of teen health today when you're talking about kids from 13 to 18? Teen mental health. Well, it's not good. Um, you know, it, it's not likely because exclusively of social media, but we're experiencing an exacerbation of a long-standing mental health crisis. Uh, kids have um, suicide has been the second leading cause of death for kids 10 to 25 years old for about 20 years now. And the shortage in the number of providers available, it's just horrible, especially compared to other countries. Yeah, yeah, they seem to have more rules in place in Europe than we do in this country. They are much better at this in Europe. Um, it might be one of the reasons why we have the, we're tied for the second highest suicide attempt rate of all developed countries in the world. Hmm. Listen to this long text that just came in, Doctor. The reality is it doesn't matter what birth date you put in. The fact that the younger the birth date, the more susceptible that person is to being targeted by predators and other bad actors on the Internet. If 13 or 14 year olds are on Discord, you can already know that they've seen tons of pornography and been solicited online. They went on to say, regardless of the age and all the main platforms, there is no filtering for age when it comes to direct messaging on the platforms that are unable to stop direct messages. I wish parents would be taught this so they would know what to look for. There's also a problem in schools as teachers are now using platforms like Instagram to give children assignments to do. So therefore, they're on social media while doing a project for school, which is also unhealthy. Is all of that true? I think that's pretty true. I mean, look, if a parent goes out and buys a toy, they probably expect two things are going to happen. One is that someone somewhere has made sure that that toy is going to be safe for kids to use. And second is it probably comes with an insert in the box that tells you how to use the product safely. It's really important for parents to realize that when it comes to social media, neither of those things are happening. No one has made sure it's safe for kids. And there's nothing on the platform that tailors the experience to young children or teaches them how to use it safely. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate all your input. Sure. Thank you. That is Dr. Mitchell Prinstein. He is a chief science officer of the American Psychological Association. Hey, coming up next, the inventor of Big League Chew. 
I didn't know the whole story on this. Kevin turned me on to it. And then the newsroom temperature check and more details on how to get Indy 500 tickets. That's all after Steve's news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.